to all the doubters and the doomsters that said there wouldn't be an episode this week, I say, dude, we are doing an episode. Um, <laughs> I never want to paraphrase Boris Johnson again. Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, yeah, here we are back together. Um, <laughs> I... You know that thing, you know, around this time of the year when you're not really sure what day it is. I'm pretty sure as I'm recording this, it's currently Saturday, but I mean, who knows? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I hope you all had a, a good break and you're back and ready for more of my nonsense. in moonlight, monochrome mistress of my ungranted wishes. I am in the garden, guarding my heart from your head full of hopes and dreams. I have been seen by the stars, staring at a telephone that projects classic scenes, black and white like me, trains and roaring lions, and a kiss that could belong to us. If I only had the nerve, Give my heart to the intentions and attentions of your brain. I'm at home with the horror of heartbreak, breaking my own heart with my own hands, keeping her locked away, black and white, black and blue. She's too sweet for the dusky, beaten up streets. She's been buried under her own unrealistic expectations, living underneath the ground. As she was first split, spilling all across the tracks of the underground, until I picked her up, patching her up, promising I would keep her safe, but you are waiting in the doorway, drumming your fingers on the frame, tempting me with a trail of torrential trailers of our love forever together and I followed it. Goodness gracious, Gretel. Here we go again. I actually spend a lot of time in my garden. Um, that's where I go to like think about stuff and I like to just sort of sit outside um, and just, you know, figure out what I'm going to do. Um, but I, I, in that moment, I, <laughs> I, I was kind of, because I wrote that recently, but it's about a very specific moment. Um, I was sat in my garden thinking about shit and basically it was at this point where I have been talking to someone for a while and I'd had that thing happen where you don't really intend for it to be a thing because there's a lot of reasons it shouldn't and there's a lot of obstacles as to why some people would believe that it shouldn't but oops I accidentally 
fucking fell in love like a clown and (laughs) so I was sort of at this moment where it's like I had asked the question I had said you know so what do we do now I hadn't told him at the time by the way that I I felt that much I was or at least I don't think so. I, I feel like I was subtle. I was like, you know, I kind of like you. You said you like me and stuff. So I don't know. What do you want to do? Um, so I was like, so what, what, what now? You know, and I'm just sort of in the garden. <laughs> like a little bit of anxiety. Having a cider. Having a think. And, and sort of being like, well... Okay, what are the scenarios that can happen here? Because, I mean, earlier in the year, right, I had been talking to someone else and it became very obvious it wasn't going to go anywhere that I would personally want it to go. It maybe go where he wanted it to go, but not me. Um... And that was kind of why I gave up on this concept of, like, men. (laughs) I was like, you know what? I don't have to do this. I have options. I can just date women. They're way less complicated. Because it's funny. Everyone says that women are super complicated. But I don't feel that to be true. I have always found that women are very open and honest about what they want and what their intentions are. But men? Girl. It's so hard to tell. I'm like, what is it that you want? Tell me. And be real about it. Be honest. Don't feed me some line and then it turns into just like... Do you know what I mean? I don't want to play games. If I want to play games, guess what? I got Nintendogs and Cats for Christmas, bitch. I don't need this. Um, so (laughs) earlier in the year when I've been talking to someone, it just, basically, it became very clear to me that while he was saying a lot of the right things, realistically, it was probably going to be, we would get together, probably have some kind of disappointing and harrowing sexual experience, and then that would be it. Um... And I'm not interested in that. And frankly, I've never been interested in that. But I'm certainly not interested in it now. I I don't have time for that. That's that's a nonsense to me. So I was very apprehensive about the situation because I was like, listen, I wrote off pretty much all men. I was like, I can't be asked with them. They're so dumb. I can't. I can't do this. And I have given you this opportunity so you know in the words of RuPaul don't fuck it up and he didn't let's celebrate that um but I had this this moment of like oh no what if this all goes wrong because he you know he was it was like It was almost like he was standing there and saying, this is what I want for us. 
you know, I, I want us to have this relationship. I want that. And I'm thinking, yeah, same. But I'm also thinking, what if this is like so many other situations where it's not real and it's not true? But for some reason, I just, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this risk. I'm going to do it. I'm here in the garden and I'm saying, I'm going to plant this seed and see what grows. And it turns out it paid off. So sometimes you have to just sit in the garden, have a little think about it and then be like, fuck it. Yeah. All right then. Um, because yeah, he is different. And I was surprised. (laughs) So I kind of wrote something about that moment of apprehension where I had just sent that message that was basically like a very covert, so what are we? You know what I mean? Because I tried to be subtle about it. Um, And it was hard because I had had, um, (laughs) I had had a couple of drinks. So I was like, (laughs) trying to be like subtle but also trying to make sure that I got a very clear answer so that I knew like what the situation was um and yeah so I did that um and it was good it actually worked out so from the little seed I planted grew something pretty rad we flew into Tottenham Hale and I wanted to crash I wanted to crash I wanted to see my mind a beautiful mind or so I'm told displayed against the door of the underground train because I need you and I want you and I have poured my entire soul into you but your cruel eyes only see me when I am undressed when I am adorably corruptible when I am beneath you we didn't crash the carriages rattled with the sheer volume of our tension but you held my hand and you smiled and I wondered Is love always like this? The train did not crash, but it did break down. Stuttering to a stop, my hand cut free from the absurdly perfect scene we had been putting on for the public. Yours went to work on finding out what the fuck was going on, but mine stayed in place. Obedient, afraid, unable to think for herself anymore. And yet again, I wish we would crash, just for a moment. So I would be dead. So I would escape. So I would be remembered as someone who could think for herself if she was free. I found that in a really old notebook. Um, I I took when I took my mum home the other day because she she came over uh, for Christmas and she stayed over um, for a couple of days and. 
when we took her home she said oh I've got a, a box of your stuff here I, and I was like what why <laughs> um and apparently um it had just been accidentally taken to her house um so I, I went through it. Firstly, she was really excited because there was a parcel in there addressed to me that had been sent from the postmark about a year ago and I had just never opened it. So we all sat around while I opened this mystery parcel. It turned out it was a Now TV box that I had ordered for myself and just forgot to open for like a year. So that was a like a little extra Christmas present from myself to myself. Um, so that was a nice treat. But I, I found a bunch of my old notebooks. Um, I found some even from when I was like at school. But I found one that was from my first year of uni. And I think sort of the front end of that. So sort of between like January and April, I think, if I'm remembering times correctly. Um, and I found something. I started writing it. Um, and it was about, uh, being on a train, uh, with my boyfriend at the time and about how he often made me feel very kind of inferior, you know, it was, it was a weird thing because he would make me feel, sometimes he would make me feel really special and really amazing but then he, it was like he would try and tear me down and kind of cut me down, you know what I mean? And it was this constant cycle of he would build me up and then just sort of pull me back down. Um, and it's weird because I, I wasn't super conscious of it at the time. It was something I kind of realised as it went on. Um, and it was, it was quite a, a bare piece what I had in the notebook. Um, like I could see, it was almost like I could see the idea forming as I had written it. It was like I was, because it was very kind of sweet and lovey at the beginning. And then sort of as it went on, it, it's like I was sort of realising, okay, this is what he does. He, you know, he makes me feel good and, and special and lovely. And then he makes me feel a bit shit about myself. Um... And it was like I could see the idea forming in, in my head as I had written it. And so I decided to kind of expand on it. Um, you know, obviously, especially now, because I can look back, you know, with a complete sort of knowledge and appreciation of, of what happened and what went on. And <laughs> and it's it's weird to think about. I remember I used to kind of... Because in a, in a sense, I wanted to kind of, you know, because it was kind of my first serious, I'm a grown-up now, living in the big city, my first relationship as a, a grown-up. And I wanted it to be this perfect thing and I would tell everyone how great it was. But, and, and even to myself sometimes, I would kind of, you know, say, oh, it's okay when when he does that maybe he's right you know <laughs> um and 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 shit like that and so I would kind of justify those things in my head and the way that he he acted and the way that he made me feel um and obviously now I can say well that was fucked up 
but <laughs> me uh, just turned 19 um and sort of adjusting to to what things were not really <laughs> but um I remember having this thought on the train, just thinking, I just want something really dramatic and crazy to happen because then I don't have to think about how I feel and how he makes me feel because sometimes I think I love him and sometimes I think he makes me want to die. You know, I, I didn't want to think about it. So I wanted something else to happen to pull me away from it. Because it was this constant thing in my head all the time. Um, you know, when I would, even when I wasn't with him, I would be thinking that. I would be overanalyzing, you know, little things he said or did. Thinking, you know, he hates me. Um, you know, what's he doing right now? Is he with someone else because I'm not good enough? And then I'd be like, no, but you're just being crazy and you're being paranoid. And, you know, oh, would he, you know, he keeps sort of talking about these other things that I should do. You know, maybe I should change myself to be that way. Um, you know, and then I'd sort of fire back with, but wait, he, you know, he liked you, um, before, and basically, it took me several several years. I was going to say several months, but really it was several years to realise that actually he was kind of trying to push me in a direction to be something else. And and that's that's probably why there was this cycle of, you know, being very sweet and very, uh, you know, affectionate and loving and then just being very cold and, and hurtful because it was, it was like he was trying to train me into being you know what he wanted and and the way he wanted and you know so I mean obviously I'm I'm glad that the train didn't crash and I didn't horrifically die but <laughs> I mean would have been a nice break from his shirt okay so I haven't done one of these for a minute but I have been practicing and studying and I've learned some new things so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a little little reading of the cards uh, I'm using some playing cards they're really pretty um, I got them when I was on holiday and they're really nice but anyway uh, what I'm going to do, this is a little interactive, so you can get involved, honey. Um, I'll put the timestamps in the description, and you can pick, like, which one calls out to you by one, two, or three. Or you can listen to them all and kind of see which parts of it. You know, you know when you get that feeling and you're like, this is for me. This is about me, you know? Um... And, and figure out from there. But it's up to you. The choice is yours. It's going to be fun. And we're going to find out what's going to happen. Because we need to know. We need spoilers. We need spoilers. Okay. So. Power one. 
Let me get started. I am shuffling now so you can make a wish. There's going to be six main cards and then one special one at the end. Okay. Okay. All right. So. Diamonds. Indicating something that's going to happen in spring. And it's number eight. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, so. Potential financial ups and downs. With unexpected money that comes in. But you've got to be careful with it. A new relationship. Hello. Hmm. The potential for travel. The potential for real connections. Potentially marriage. Good for you. Wow, you do not fuck about. You're like, I am in this. It's 2020. I'm doing my thing. Springtime. We're heading in. You know, like the rabbit waking up. And like just walking around like it's time for everybody to wake the fuck up, bitch. Good for you. I love that energy. Jesus. Um <laughs> So you're starting wow, I she mean to go on. So clubs indicate summer. This is your second second card here. Number six. Success in business and work. Oh my god. You are living. Yes. Financial boosts. Again. You know, because on the first card you had unexpected money coming in. So you are going to be living, honey. Oh, I love that for you. Um, <laughs> so diamonds again. Number seven, springtime, a surprise gift, maybe some pleasant news. So again, tying into what we had in the first card, unexpected money, unexpected, you know, things coming in. You are, wow, you are living the life next year, jeez. Ooh. I love when hearts come up because I just, I love hearts. They're cute. I love to see it. Um, <laughs> so autumn, something happening sort of towards the end of the year, getting to, to the close. Number five. Ooh. There could be jealous people around you. People who, and you know what? That kind of makes sense. Let's be real about this. From what I can see, you're going to have good times. You're going to have success at work. You're going to have more money coming in. You're going to have new relationships, new connections. Of course, there's going to be jealous people. Because you're going to be 
shining in 2020. You're going to be living your best life, as the kids say. So <laughs> there's going to be people that are going to try and tear you down. But I have a good feeling about that. I have a good feeling about you. Ah, oh, more diamonds. Love it. So more stuff for the spring. Let's find out. It's number six. So potential problems and arguments and issues in a relationship. But there will be reconciliation. So, you know, I think that there's a point in every relationship where you go from that sort of new shiny honeymoon everything is perfect to things being not so perfect and sometimes it can kind of get a bit crazy and you're like oh god this isn't what I thought it was gonna be (laughs) and you panic a little and you worry but you know what Because obviously with it being springtime, it aligns with a lot of the other things indicated about, you know, this potential new relationship. Hold your nerve and just say, you know what? It's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. Hmm. So... Spades for winter. Hmm. Number seven. Ah, interesting. So, a warning against possible losses and sorrow. You know, be careful not to lose what you have. There might be obstacles in the way. But you have to you have to be careful about how you deal with them. Don't do anything you might regret, you know? Hmm. I think there's a lot of potential for having fun and meeting new people, forming new relationships, strengthening what you have, keeping hold of it, um, doing well in career and things like that. But you have to be careful. I think that's that's really the main lesson here. I kind of want to find out about this relationship. So that's what I'm going to do with the last little bonus card. I'm going to ask a little question. So you can make a wish because I'm shuffling, by the way. Who is this? Mmm. Mmm. Okay. So I asked who it is. Because I'm nosy. I'm curious. I got the jack of spades jack is someone younger than you um there's no specific gender no specific um masculine or feminine energy so that part is a mystery i'm afraid (laughs) 
I can't tell you which gender, but I can tell you that they are probably younger than you. Um, with it being a spade, dark hair, it's quite possible, dark eyes, um, zodiac sign, earth or air, so Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, um, personality kind of relaxed and very very intelligent I think so from what I can see of all the things that we've talked about you know potential for meeting someone Maybe things are going to get a bit crazy, but you're going to be okay. Success at work. A little bit of happiness and someone new in your life. I love that for you. You've got this. Hey, Paul 2. What's going on? We're going to find out. So... Six cards and one bonus one where I ask a question. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Okay, so we're getting started with the Jack of Hearts. Hearts normally indicate something coming into your life in the autumn. Ooh, okay. And Jack would normally indicate somebody younger than you. Someone who's going to be a good friend to you. They're a good person. They're warm-hearted. Maybe they have fair hair. Um, maybe a younger admirer. Someone who likes you a lot. But they're good and they, they have your best interests at heart. Which is always nice to know. Okay, so four of diamonds, ooh, a financial upswing. Um, that's cool. Improvements in your finances and a change for the better. So things are going to start getting good for you. Springtime, diamonds for spring. Um, you could buy diamonds if it's a really good upswing. <laughs> um I love that for you. I like that. Mm. Three of spades. Potential partings and breakdowns in your relationships. Be careful of other people and their intentions. I think you have to be, you know... This will be sort of around winter, so this would come after, you know, you started doing well financially. You've got this potential of this new relationship. You know, there are going to be people 
who maybe you're gonna be a bit envious. But you have to take care of yourself, you know. It can indicate a third person trying to break into your relationship. Oof. Might want to ask about that one a little bit. Mmm. More diamonds. Springtime. Ace of diamonds. Change. Good news. That's lovely. That's interesting because that coincides with the the four of diamonds with the upswing and the improvements in your finances. News about money. A pleasant letter. Potentially a present or a gift. Mm. I really think you're going to have a good year, like, financially. Kind of jealous. <laughs> More diamonds, oh my god. And it's number two, which coincides. That's amazing. A love affair that attracts disapproval from others. Oh. Hmm. Like I said, you know, there's going to be breakdowns, problems in relationships, a bit of envy, you know. Maybe people are going to try and, you know, break into that relationship. There's going to be people that are jealous of you because you're happy. King of Clubs, so summer. Honesty. Hmm. It's an honest guy. Generous. Maybe a friend, maybe a partner in a relationship, someone, maybe not necessarily a man, but someone who has that kind of energy, you know, somebody who's ambitious and driven, but they still have this kind of honest openness. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to ask about the potential third person trying to break in. Because I think there is going to be a relationship. And I want to know who that is. So we can, we can head them off at the pass. You know what I mean? Preempt that shit. Oh, she wants to be seen. Okay. Three of clubs. Interesting. Okay. I have some good news. <laughs> so the three of clubs often indicates love, happiness, success in a relationship. Um, so the good news is... While someone may be trying to break into the relationship, I don't think they're going to be successful. I don't see it for them. 
Um, I'm going to try and find out who, get an indication of who they are. I think because it's clubs, this is going to kind of happen. Um, but like I said, they're, they're not going to be successful. They can try, but you, you can't, you can't break into true love, you know? So, with it being clubs, I'm sensing, I'm sensing, I'm going off what I've studied, and <laughs> I think brown hair, um, yeah, brown hair, lighter eyes, maybe a fire sign, um, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, or a water sign, Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces. Um, they have a cheerful and friendly demeanor. I think this person's going to try and get in the way. But it's too late. They can't because this relationship is going to do good. You're going to be happy. It's going to be successful. You're going to be successful. And that's all she wrote. If you want to check out the other piles, you can. It's up to you. I'm not the boss of you. Um, <laughs> but the time that's in the below part of the description, so you can find them there. Okay, this is pile three. So this is pile three. And what have you done? Two piles are over. A new one just begun. I'm shuffling, so you can make a wish. We're going to do six cards and then one bonus one where I'm going to ask a question about something that came up so I can get more information because I'm nosy and I like to know the shit. So, da -da -da. okay. So, hearts normally indicate something's going to happen in autumn. So, something a little bit later in the year. It's number four. Ooh. A change in your life. A journey. Or a move. You could be moving house. You could be going away for a while. Oh. Hello. <laughs> the potential of, <laughs> of marriage. Hmm. Interesting. A little autumn wedding. That's cute. I love that. Let's find out more information. Oh, we have a queen. That's diamonds. This is springtime. You could meet somebody or you could connect with someone you already know. Somebody flirtatious and sophisticated. Someone who loves to have fun. You're going to have fun. Someone who's a bit of a gossip. Um, could be a woman. It could also be somebody that has just kind of very 
feminine energy. Another queen, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> queen of spades, spades for winter. Someone with very dark hair, seductive. Um, could be widowed or divorced. <laughs> could also be a Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, Gemini, Libra, or Aquarius. Dark hair, dark eyes. Um, with the Queen of Diamonds that came up, uh, it could be someone with red hair, blonde hair, blue eyes, grey eyes. Um, Again, Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, Gemini, Libra, or Aquarius. <laughs> um, again, not necessarily women. You know, potentially someone that has, you know, feminine energy, or they have traits about them that some people would see as, as feminine. And I think they're going to make a difference in your life. So you've got one for spring, one for winter going to be a busy bee. Winter again, four of spades. Jealousy. Broken promises. Small worries. They'll probably feel quite big, but it's one of those things, you know, it's not the end of the world. Oh, goodness me. Uh, springtime. Um, diamonds, number eight. Travel. Financial ups and downs a little. You might get unexpected money. But. You know, finding real love. Or love you have gets stronger. Maybe marriage. Um, lots of relationship focus. Four of diamonds. Um, financial upswing. Increase in money. Improvements there. In a good way. Obviously, I mean, more money's never bad. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's a relationship or a relationship you have that's going to be strengthened. Like a lot. So, 
I'm going to find out who that's with. Let's find out. Hmm. Okay. I've had a lot of jacks today. I don't know what that's about. So someone younger than you. Um, it could be someone traditionally masculine, feminine, but I feel like they're younger. Brown eyes. Hmm. I feel like they're instinctive. intuitive because it's a club and that's that tends to be the case there's someone who's very intuitive they know themselves and they're very friendly that's lovely so I feel like I feel like maybe you're going to be like torn between Like, two choices. You're going to have a good year, but you're going to have moments where you have to choose and you have to make a decision. I think that's going to be hard. Um, but I feel like you'll know. You'll know what you want. Sometimes you kind of get pushed into situations where you feel like you have to choose, but then when you think about it, really, you know what it is you want. Um... And you know that there's no point going back and kind of staying in something that's negative. And you know deep down what it is that you really want. And so you just have to be brave and say, okay, this is it. This is what I want. So I think you're going to have a good year. You know, work. You might struggle a bit, but you'll be okay. You'll be okay, little grasshopper. Okay. I know I said three piles, but we're doing four because I'm gonna I'm gonna do one for myself. So you can join me on this pile. My pile four. I'm shuffling to make a witch. You never do. Mm-mm. You can get two witches because I'm gonna shuffle again when I get a bonus card. And Okay. So the first one we got is Ten of Diamonds. So a journey changes financially for the better, which is good news. I could certainly do with that. Um, and it's really interesting actually because a lot of the um, I've had a lot of readings done from other people, um, and I went to see a psychic when I was on holiday, and I went to the Zotar machine too. And one of the things I've consistently heard is you have money coming. Money is coming. Money is on the way. So <laughs> that's a good start. Springtime. Love that for me. Um, oh, Joker in red. Oh. Hello. So new developments. Taking a risk, but it pays off. Okay. Mm. 
Six of Diamonds. Problems in a relationship, arguments, but it works out in the end. That's good. So I get a little drama, but it all works out. That's nice. <laughs> uh, ten of Hearts. Good fortune and happiness in the autumn. Mm. I really like that. Success. Good fortune after difficulty. So I think that ties in with the Six of Diamonds. Because obviously there's problems, but it works out. And yeah, there's always a rainbow at the end of the rain, you know. Seven of Cups. Hello. Business. Work success. In the summer. Hmm. Prosperity. Okay. Ah, oh, hello, Daddy. King of Diamonds. I love diamonds, I love kings, I love fancy crowns. <laughs> it's springtime, something's gonna happen springtime. Somebody's stubborn. Somebody. Kings normally indicate someone with masculine energy. Not necessarily a man, but someone masculine. Someone with authority. Hmm. And that's a diamond. So, blue or grey eyes. Maybe light hair. Oh my god. <laughs> Air signs. So, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. Or, I can think of someone who's going to love this. Earth sign, so Taurus, Virgo, or Capricorn. Wow. Interesting. Um, interesting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That is very interesting. Um, okay, so I'm gonna pick one more card to clarify what the tea is. Oh my god! Oh my god! So, autumn, it's a heart, and it's the wish card, it's number nine card of wishes. Desires come true. Wow. So, whatever you wished for when I was shuffling, honey, looks like that dream's about to be fulfilled because. <laughs> Look to the card just preceding this one to determine what the queer <laughs> desires. So, interestingly enough, it looks like it's going to be. That king of diamonds, okay. Hmm. 
think we're going to have a good year. There might be a bit of conflict. Things might be, you know, get a bit crazy, but we're going to make it. We're going to be okay. And, um, well, it looks like our wishes are going to come true. Are you looking for a platform where you can have your voice heard? Find your home and find your voice on Rumble, the brand new video platform where you can share your thoughts, express your passions and find like-minded people and creators. Download Rumble from the App Store or visit rumble.me to find out more. So, I want to talk about two things here. Firstly, sales straight after Christmas, right? Retail workers having to go back to work straight away on the 26th, having to be there for like the early hours of the morning to get shit together for people to go in and buy things that they didn't want before Christmas because otherwise they would have bought them. Like, I feel like we talk about this every year, but like, you're basically buying shit that nobody wanted, right? Because if, you know, it's just shops trying to get rid of like leftover stock that they bought in. Like, do you really need to go in and buy, like, a bunch of, like, fucking selection boxes and Christmas decorations or, like, clothes and shit that were of no interest to you, like, the day before? Like, really? Seriously? Like, you couldn't wait a couple of days for this? Because, you know, the people in those shops, the staff having to give up their free time so that you can essentially mill about the shops buying shit that you don't really need and and for what the one that really gets me is when people buy christmas related stuff it's like really seriously like what you're gonna put it in a cupboard and you're gonna say oh i'm putting it away for next year and then you'll forget all about it and you'll go out and you'll buy new ones in like November, December time anyways. So you've basically wasted your own time and money and the time of the people that have had to go into work to allow you to buy the shit that you don't really need. Like, do we have to do this every year? Like, really, girl? Really? Seriously? Must we? I just... And that kind of leads me on to my second point here. And I'm talking about, not shops, obviously, because I don't think there are, like, many 
shops open on Christmas Day. But you know what is? Restaurants, pubs, bars. Um, And so people will have to go in and cook, you know, food for people. Um, I just really... There are there are some places that will open so that they can, you know, help out, you know, people like who are homeless or people who are vulnerable and won't have anywhere to go. And that I have no issue with. I think it's one of the most wonderful things um, to take that time of happiness and joy and share it with the people who need it most. I think that is beautiful. But what I'm what I don't like is basically people who can't be asked to cook Christmas dinner for them and their family. So they're like, oh, we'll book it at a restaurant. That is the shit I don't like. Because then you have a ton of staff who basically, for your own laziness, have to go in and work a full day when they should be able to spend time with their family. And, you know, if you're this person, let's be real here, you're not, you're not a vulnerable person, you don't need that support. It's not like nobody would be there to spend time with you. So you, you could, you could do this at home and you could cook for yourself, you could do that. But instead, you decide, oh no, no, I'm going to go to a restaurant and I'm going to, I'm going to cause a whole bunch of people to have to leave their families at like 10 in the morning have no time to spend with their with their families and their friends so that they can have a really stressful day of having to you know basically give us christmas and they don't like really these two things i think next year we should just not entertain these ideas you know what if you have a home and a family and an oven cook your own fucking christmas dinner you know what i mean don't cause a bunch of people to have to miss christmas with their families because you can't be asked stay home and do it yourself it's actually not that hard not really it's it's just a big roast it's just the birds a little bit bigger you don't even need to actually have turkey like it's not a like it's not like a law you can use another thing if you want. People do that. But you know what? There are YouTube tutorials and shit. You can figure this out for yourself. You don't need to go to a restaurant and inconvenience a bunch of people who then don't get to spend any time with their families because they're like chasing around after you and making your experience perfect. Like, go. And you know what? You don't need to go shopping straight after on the 26th. You don't need to do that. Like, what are you going to find there? Nothing really of interest. Do you need to go there and make somebody, you know, go in and work and get yelled at and stressed out? Because that happens. That happens. I <laughs> I don't know what it is about this time of year. Everyone just decides to be rude to people who work in, like, retail and service and hospitality. Like... That's another thing. Everybody needs to calm the fuck down because 
they're trying their best and they are there away from their friends away from their family away from what should be a time for them to relax to help you so if you have to go if you have to go shopping if you have to go to a restaurant on christmas day because you can't be bothered to cook your own food then at least be nice about it be polite tip well you know i just well i I don't think you can tip in shops can you i don't think you can do that but you know you can be polite you can say please and thank you you can talk in a calm and measured voice and not yell at anybody or be rude or push anyone like i just i feel you know if this is supposed to be a time when we're supposed to think of others and and focus on love and happiness and and shit like that i don't think it really aligns if we're like forcing people especially people that tend to be in the lowest paid sectors as well retail and hospitality and service they tend to be very low paid uh, you know and and often they don't they don't get a choice you know because these these kinds of jobs you'll be told yes you have to work on this day and you know they don't really get that option of saying no i don't want to um so if you're one of those people by the way that's deluding themselves that people who have to work on christmas day or you know boxing day or new year's eve or whatever you know if you go into that shop or you go into that restaurant and think oh no they want to be here well i got news for you hun they've probably been told come in or find yourself a new job in the new year uh that is the reality of a lot of these industries um the work can be very insecure it's not well paid um so if you've deluded yourself into thinking it's okay then (laughs) surprise um (laughs) so i just i just don't think either of these things are necessary i really really don't um you know restaurants and places like that that open to help vulnerable people who would be alone on Christmas or you know people who are homeless and things like that I think that is wonderful and I think that's a a great a great thing to happen but for just people who who just want the convenience of being able to go out and not have to cook I just, I, I don't feel good about it. it. It's not something that I think is is good, really. Like, i sorry about it. It's just how I feel. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, there are a lot of people um, that, I I guess they they just kind of look at these things and and it seems normal because obviously the restaurants are advertising it from like fucking September and acting like it's completely cool but the people who are in those situations who have to work often in very stressful situations maybe we should think about them I'm just saying maybe next Christmas just you know don't inconvenience other people and drag them away from their families perhaps just a thought just a a little thought
sitting in a whirlwind of woeful, wistful voices, veering closer as I sit with my smug smile and my cheap notebooks full of cheap cracks about everyone I perceive to have punished me. I close my windows just to make sure I'm alone, waking up when both the sun and the moon are sleeping so the city is my own and I don't have to share. Line to line, I get by. Fine. Prosy, pretentious princess, fucking my feelings and my finest work every night because they satisfy me in a way no man or woman ever could. Screaming silently, drowning in my own divine decadence, dreaming in Spanglish, slow-motion declarations of devotions from a carousel of cancelled affections. I think that was like a sorrowful love letter to my own work, which I am, of course, now cheating on. Um, I, <laughs> I, I did make a vow to myself. I'm going to focus on my, my work and my career and my writing and my music and everything. And I mean, I have, I, I've done a lot of things. Um, and I have a lot ready for next year that I'm really excited to share with everybody. But I've also, I've been a bit distracted, obviously, in recent, in recent months. Um, and so I'm kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, poetry. I'm sorry, music. I'm sorry, the novel that I will inevitably never finish. Um... <laughs> I will get to you, I promise. Um, but, you know, throughout my life, in the, in the harder moments, my, my work has been, you know, it's, it's a great comfort to me. It's something that I can, I guess, emotionally kind of um, lean on, you know. Um, it helps me. It gives me focus, it gives me something to, to work with, something to aim for, a way to process, you know, my life, the things I go through, because, you know, talking to people, huh, getting help for the way that I manage things emotionally, huh, what a concept, I don't think so, um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very grateful that I, I have um, so many outlets, really. You know, I, I, I love doing the show and, and getting to share things with everyone. I love being able to create projects that, you know, that are a, a great way for me to put the many ideas that fill my head into something. Um... And I'm 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 just very I'm very happy that that way back when I decided that this was what I wanted to do with my life. <laughs> um because it, it does, it makes me endlessly happy. Even when I'm writing things that make me very sad or creating things that make me very upset, it still makes me happy. And and what would the world be without <laughs> without you know, literature and art.
Pre-order the new album and poetry collection back again next week i've just i've just been constantly in your life and i'm sorry about that i'm not sorry ha <laughs> um <laughs> uh thank you to my amazing top tier patreon supporters amanda kylie melissa anna sam katie christina josie gabriella david eleanor alicia emily andy and tyler if you want to support this show and other free content that I do, um, like videos, um, free poetry and short story collections, um, audio content, all the stuff on the website and things like that, then you can. Um, the details for Patreon are in the description and you can get lots of free and exclusive content, early release content. You obviously get mentioned in all the things I do. Um, and you also get free merch and free copies of all of my pay content when it gets released. Um, so you can subscribe from a dollar a month and you get lots of cool stuff. You can also do one-off donations with PayPal or Coffee, and you get access to the early release content with that as well. Um, I will be back next week, as I said, um, with more fun content. <laughs> more fun content, she says. Uh, but I will see you next week. Good night, my love.